Welcome everybody to another episode of the Diarville Warrior Post Game Show. It's showtime, folks! I am your host, the QB, Jeremy Forehand, coming to you from the friendly confines of my recliner. Watching a little college football here on this Saturday, my birthday, it's birthday number 46. I'm a little bit older, yet wiser this year. Uh, we're going to recap the Picayune game, preview our next game versus the Pascagoula Panthers, and we'll be having some interviews with head coach Josh Ladner, running back Jaquan Havard, offensive lineman Caleb Gallat, and defensive back Brian Pittman. Uh, the Warriors had an extremely tough matchup this past Friday against the Picayune Maroon Tide. Maroon Tide have plenty of ball, maker, ball players and playmakers all over the field. Uh, thoroughly contend them, them to contend for the 6A championship. Uh, you know, between running back Chris Davis, who's a Stanford commit, and defensive end, edge rusher, Jamonta Waller, who is committed to Florida. And then you throw in, mix in people like... Uh, Marion Tyson, a linebacker who's making tackles all over all over the field, and uh, you know quarterback Brady Robertson, who's just a really tough kid that plays. You know he makes the he seems to make the throws when he needs to make the throws. You know, and uh, just an overall good team, coached and led by Coach Cody Stogner, of course. He can't say enough about Coach Stogner and how, what he's done with that with that team after uh, taking over for a legendary guy and Coach Dodley. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's 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 another game on the season, tough one. Didn't end the way we wanted it. You know, the Warriors definitely begin to play like we're uh, expecting them to. You know, they had just had a tough time moving the ball at times. Uh, you know, they didn't ever give up. They had their chances on offense. You know, they couldn't finish drives or be consistent with drives. They had a shot early in the game when uh, Crosby, Andre Crosby, broke free on a run, and he was he he broke shook the tackle of the safety, and he was he was going to go and score. And then all of a sudden the play was blown dead. We didn't realize what was going on. They had a false start penalty called on the uh, far side of the field, and uh, that was a tough blow because that would have tied the game at seven apiece there early in the first quarter and I think that that would have changed the entire game in my opinion you know I'm not saying we might have won the game but that gives the Warriors momentum a little bit of juice there early in the game and uh anything could have happened after that um Warriors actually had that happen twice they had it later on on a play where Kevin I think it was Kevin Rogers coming around the edge and he was going to probably break loose for a gain of about 15 to 20, if not more. And it was the same thing. Had a false start penalty. That that was – they didn't get it – they didn't get it called quick enough. Um, it could have been because we were going so fast on the offensive line. I mean, on the snap count and that sort of thing. But uh, it's just tough, tough deal all around. Uh, penalties are the type of things that the team has to improve upon in order to win ball games. Uh they tackled a little bit better. We'll talk about that later on, but they tackled a little bit better. Just got to continue to improve on that and, and, and get better. You know, the more they play, the more they will get a little seasoned 
and then they will see these things the field they'll see the field and things a lot better and uh warriors will continue to get better and hopefully win a few ball games coming up here and you know this is basically the preseason we're in it counts you know it's our first five it's our nine district schedule if you will um it's just it's tough to see sometimes as a warrior fan but you got to understand the circumstances of this team and we'll also talk about that later on um y'all hang tight with me guys we're going to get into some interviews like i said we're going to interview coach josh ladner uh, running back Jaquan Havard, offensive lineman Caleb Glott, and defensive back Brian Pittman. So we'll be back after this commercial break, and we'll break down the scoring from our game Friday night, take a look at the scores from this Friday night's game. If you're looking for that special bottle of wine for that romantic dinner, all the ingredients to make cocktails for the best party ever, or just want something cold to drink during tailgating and football season, stop by Dane's Liquor and Wines. They have many selections of fine wines and spirits, and they're located at 10394 the Iberville Boulevard, Suite 8, or give them a call at 228-207-0528. Welcome, everybody, back to the post-game show here. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo. Yeah, that's right. We're talking to that guy. And uh, we're going to recap all these scores, and we're going to talk about the scoring from the last night's game. Real quick to finish up our Picayune game. Uh, 7.47 to go in the first quarter. Uh, Chris Davis has a nine-yard touchdown run for the Maroon Tide. Uh, next score for the Picayune is at 7.07 in the second. Nike Ratliff had a 44-yard touchdown run for the Maroon Tide to make it 14 to nothing. Brady Robertson with a quarterback sneak there at 324 to go in the second to make it 21 to nothing. And then right before half, uh, the Maroon Tide had – it was fourth down, and I don't remember them down a distance, the distance, but they were lined up for a uh, – would have been a 30 – 41-yard field goal attempt. Uh, Coach Ladner called timeout there to kind of get, you know, ice to kick kind of thing. And uh, Coach Stogner said, hey, we're going to uh, pull the kicker off and put the offense back on, and they run a wheel route to uh, Chris Davis out of the backfield. Robertson hits him with a perfect pass. Nobody – linebacker can't catch up with him. Another touchdown right before half. 28 nothing going into the half. Picky and Maroon tied. They had a couple more touchdowns there at 924 to third and 323 of the fourth to go up 42 to nothing. And then Jaquan Havard, 34-yard touchdown run as time expires on the end of end of the game. So that was the final 42 to 7 long uh pick you. Uh moving on to the scoreboard show portion. So 
the uh, obviously picking you know, forty two to seven over Diarville. Resurrection made the trip up to uh, Richton, and uh, Eagles come out with a twenty seven to thirteen victory over Richton. Pascula squeaks past Gauthier twenty eight twenty seven. Uh, the Ocean Springs Greyhounds made another trip up to the Metro Jackson area, this time in Flowood there to meet the Northwest ranking Cougars. The Greyhounds come out with a nice 27-24 win. Wow, man, freaked out! Uh, Madison Central, you know, have a couple coast teams on their uh, schedule. They saw Ocean Springs in week one. Now they came down to play the Gulfport Admirals, and the Jaguars actually hand the Admirals their first loss. Shakalaka, and uh, it was uh, that was a really good matchup. If you'd have wanted to see one, other than you know the game we were at, of course, um, St. Martin falls to zero and three with a forty-two to seven loss to the Hancock Hawks. The Hawks may be for real, you know. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they'll necessarily win that district, you know, being in with Picayune and George County and those and all those teams, but. They're going to make a little bit of a run. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see them finish runner-up in that district to pick you in. But I think they will give the Maroon Tide fits um, somewhat. You know, they throw the ball a good bit. So you always got to give a team a chance if they throw the ball. Uh, Harrison Central Red Rebels made the long trip to Quitman up near Meridian there. And uh, the Red Rebels actually come out with a 14-13 win to improve to 2-0. The uh, Bayhaw Tigers get their first win of the season, 60-41 to 41 over the Long Beach Bearcats. The Bay Tigers said, Acknowledge me! Yeah, their first victory. Uh, Pascal Shan, 42 to nothing over Pearl River Central. St. Patrick. Let me talk to you. With a 35-13 to 13 win over Silva Bay, the first win for the Fighting Irish this season. West Harrison twenty-eight to twelve over East Marion. Um, that's a that's a tough ride going from County Farm Road up to East Marion. Uh, just hard to get to and takes a little while. But uh, Hurricanes two and one on the season so far. Good start for Coach Quincy Patrick and the Hurricanes. Uh, East Central gets their first victory. They took a long train, a long uh, bus ride to Monticello to Lawrence County and the uh, Hornets come out a 42-35 win. Moss Point Tigers, Coach John Feaster get their first win, 22-20 over the St. Stanislaus Rockachaws. Boom shakalaka! Um, Forest County, Coach Larry Dolan. You know, I thought Van Cleve after that first one, week one win against St. Martin that they would uh, – Score points, you know, but Coach Dolan, they must figure something out. And it's 18-6 to six there. Forest County over the Van Cleve Bulldogs. Popperville 16 to nothing over Newton County. Uh, the Hornets get win number two on the season uh, after their win against Stone last week, I believe. Hopefully I'm not incorrect on that. Uh, Biloxi to finish out 34-14. to 14 over the George County Rebels. Indians improved 2-1 and one on the season. Um, it was a, a bittersweet special night, if you will, uh, for the at, at 
Indian Stadium there as they recognize Coach Joey Santamont. You know, he recently passed away of MS, I believe. And uh, just a good moment, you know, if you follow – if we follow our, our friend of the fan, a friend of the show, Bill Snyder, on from WLOX, you'll you would have seen a few nice pictures and and things of that sort from the game. You know, Coach Santamont meant a lot to that program. He's a, it's one of them guys that was known, you know, all the way through from the you know the older crowd to the to the kids in school nowadays. It's tough deal to see, and. Uh, somber note but uh i appreciate y'all hanging in we're gonna get to the interviews here like i said coach ladner caleb galat jaquan havert and brian Pittman is on the menu and uh we'll be back in a little while later to preview the uh pascal panthers coming up thank you Get ready for an action-packed season with the D'Iberville High Warriors and David Cranning Allstate Agency, proud supporter of D'Iberville Warrior football. Just as the Warriors defend their turf, the David Cranning Allstate Agency is here to defend what matters most to you. Join the winning spirit this season. Swing by the David Cranning Allstate Agency to explore your insurance options tailored just for you or reach out at 228-300-4880. Remember, you're in good hands with David Cranning Allstate. Joining me now on the broadcast is uh, sophomore right tackle, number 50, Blake. Caleb Glott, almost got you there. <laughs> Caleb Glott, uh, you know, he's he was, the last time I seen him, he was a teenager at North Bull Market. He's a little bit bigger now, a little bit stronger. Uh, Caleb, I know you was out hurt, injured last week. Uh, how'd you feel coming back tonight against a really good pick unit team, a good defensive line? It felt great. Having a good challenge, the first game back, you know, getting my mind right. Uh, just getting me prepared for district and getting me prepared for all the other teams we're going to face. It was really fun. Now, uh, you're one of the few sophomores that are actually starting specifically on the offensive line. Yes, sir. Uh, what kind of challenge has that been, just getting used to varsity action? And, and you know, it's it's definitely a different step up from ninth grade and, and seventh and eighth grade football, you know? Yes, sir. The, the main challenge is just the, the physical, the hitting and all of that. But really mentally, there's a lot more plays you need to remember. So that's really what I've been working on. Well, uh, you know, I watched brother a couple seasons, real hmm. good at baseball, the, the big lefty. Yes, sir. Um, what, has Blake gave you any, any tips? tidbits or any any advice you know that's going through this, this high school and varsity action yes sir he's been telling me you know just stay calm don't overthink it you know just play how you play yeah i like that a lot mm -hmm. uh keep your head in it you got a long season to go yes sir you know uh keep the team up mm -hmm. we got a long ways to go till we get the district so great job tonight and uh i'll be watching number 50 caleb a lot yes sir thank you Hey, did you know that Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers is the fastest growing dealership on the coast? They have been serving the Gulf Coast for almost a decade with quality pre-owned vehicles. Their customer service starts when you drive into the lot and continues long after the sale is final. They have financing options that are guaranteed to get you into a vehicle that fits your needs and a price that fits your budget. They have two locations to serve you at 10276 Rodriguez Street in Diaberville. And that phone number is 228-641-4798. Also, 11477 Highway 49 in Gulfport. And that phone number is 
1-800-875-5556. Just remember, good credit, bad credit, or funky credit, you're always approved at Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. Joining me now on the broadcast is number two, Jaquan Havard. Jaquan, you've had a really good three-game start here. Uh, You know, the games might not have went the way you want, but how do you feel uh, that you played so far these first three three games? I feel like, to be honest, I don't even know. Like, I I think I played good at some parts, but some parts I haven't played as best as I could. Yeah, so you still got a seal. In other words, you got you can improve on how you've been on these first three games. Is what yes, you mean? Yes, sir. Um, you've had you you've had you a touchdown, and you've you know you've had numerous good runs at times, and you've also been playing a little bit of defense too, haven't you? No, sir. No defense. Okay. Um, what was it? Uh, what what have you and the team been talking about so far? As obviously the season hasn't started the way you want it. What kind of things are being brought up in order? To continue moving forward, so that way we don't get in a hole and go downhill. We we just a young team. We make a lot of mistakes, and we like inconsistent and stuff. And that's really it. All right, what are you looking forward to uh, improving on going into this next week's game against Pasadena? Probably improving my blocking, cause I don't think I blocked very good tonight and stuff. And, and keep my head up when I run the ball. Just keep your head in the game. Don't get down on yourself. You got a long season to go. We ain't, we ain't, in the, we ain't to the end yet, okay? Number two, Jake Kwan, Havard. Appreciate you. Thank you. The Next Level Performing Arts Studio is celebrating 20 years of excellence in performing arts education. Founded in 2004 by the Iberville alumni Jennifer Crone Densing, TNL offers dance, music, after-school arts programs, and more. Register now to be a part of their 20th anniversary season. Classes are open to girls and boys ages 2 and up, and beginners are always welcome. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 396-2901 and take your performance to the next level. Joining me now is number 18, Brian Pittman, the defensive back. Uh, had a had a fumble recovery tonight and a few so, tackles on defense. Uh, how how did you feel? The, how do you feel the defense did overall against a really good offense and a, you know picking up? Um, I feel like you know we we came out strong. Uh, you know we shocked a lot of people really coming out strong and then I toward the second half really just came out flat and we, that's something we have to fix. But I feel like overall we did okay like towards the middle. Because, you know, like I said, you know, we came out strong first few drives, and then we just started, I guess, getting fatigued, and we ended up just not trying as hard. Yeah, the uh, that's a really good offense. You know, you got a Stanford commit in the backfield on the other team, uh, really big line. So it, it's a tough task ahead of yourself. Uh, what do you think you need to improve on and the defense needs to improve on in order to, you know, get the team where we need to go? What I need to improve on personally, I feel like I need to get better at man coverage because I'm more of a cover three type of corner. And, but defensive-wise, I feel like, you know, like we always get preached to with tackling, game tackling, and we just have to execute on defense a lot better. But we're getting – I feel like we're getting better as the games go, but we just have to execute more. Yeah, it's kind of uh, 
four quarters. We got to get a good four quarters together. Uh, sure. What are y'all talking about amongst the team in order to try to stay together mm-hmm. and to not, you know, go in that deep dark hole of uh, we're not winning games and uh, pity me and that sort of thing. Uh. Well, coach, you just let us, before games, we all huddle up individually with no coaches, and we all talk, and we just tell each other we have to play as one. We have to play with each other. We don't, we can't play for nobody Nobody else in the stands. We have to just play for one another. It doesn't matter who else is in the stands. It don't matter who is out there. We just have to play for each other, and we have to be one out of the whole together. It's a really good mindset, and I like that. Uh, just keep them together. Long sure. season. Did a great job tonight. Uh, number 18, Brian Pittman. One more thing. Yes, sir. Number 18, it's a special number that floats around, you know, in this place. How, how do you feel mm-hmm. wearing number 18? I feel really honored because, you know, like I said, we got a lot of guys on this team, a lot of seniors on this team who we who really could have got the number. And um, so to say that I was the one who was picked to wear that number, it was it really it's special to me. And I, that's another thing about me. I just – go out there and I'm not playing for just me and my brothers I'm also playing for Mr. Fred Dunbar and his family as well and I keep that in mind all the time yeah no doubt no doubt great job tonight Brian Pittman I appreciate your time thank you buddy hockey fans Seawolves action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th head to our website MississippiSeawolves.com or call our office today 228-999-8333 If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. Joining me now is head coach Josh Latner. Uh, Coach, another disappointing night. Uh, I like the fire in the guys, and we had our shot. At different times, you know, those we just talked about those two penalties, those two false start penalties, just killed us at the wrong time. And uh, how do you how do you feel the guys did tonight and and that sort of thing? Just overall in general. Number one, I, I want to say I'm not disappointed. Um, I'm uh, I, I'm disappointed always to yes. lose and 42 to seven. But for my guys, I'm I'm not. And uh, and I just want to I want to make sure that that they know that you know um i love them and i'm proud of their effort and their hard work and i know it's going to pay off you know i talked to cody today uh coach stogner at the uh, 50 yard line and i always try to pick his brain i mean i like to talk i did the same thing with coach Bilderbag, state championship coaches i want to hear what they have to say but he said um coach i called every every team on the coast he said there's only three teams that told me yes it was the Goldport goldport and ocean springs he said, I had to go out of state and find got people to play, and Brandon, of course. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud to serve a community like that. And my kids were not scared at all. No. They were not scared. I didn't they, see any of, the, any of that they whatsoever. They tried hard. They did, they did not cower down. Um, they were uh, they did not quit. And for that, I'm proud. I'm not disappointed in that. Um, there's still so many things that we need to get better at offensively. Um, but um, but they're growing, and I know that it might be hard to see, but they are getting better. Defensively, we tackle better, and I know it, the score doesn't indicate it, but we're getting better at that. And uh, special teams was a thousand times better, so I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, proud of those. Yeah, definitely played way better in the special team department. That was one big key. But uh, you know, like I said, those two plays, those two false start penalties, yes. just 
wrong time, wrong place, you know. It just, no doubt. I mean, we tie the game on the first one, and the second one we're going to get about a 15, 20, if not more on that one. Just uh, tough luck. Uh, I, I'm still enjoying watching these running backs, you know, all of them rotating in and out, getting a lot of action. Uh, talk to Jaquan, and, uh, you know, Really like how he's played these first three games. How, talk about your running back group and and how they've been so far. Um, they are uh, they're a selfless group. Um, they 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 don't mind blocking for each other. They don't care who gets the football. Um, you know, and right now I'm kind of looking for that. I guess I guess that first group, that die hard group, that one that's just like you know that just stands out. And I think we're I think some guys are starting to emerge. Um, as the guys that I'm probably going to be with on crunch time, but um, but I'm, I, I do. They're you know the best thing I can say about them is they play for each other, and that's important to me. Picking your defense is really good, and really solid. How yep. do you feel your offensive line held together and and worked tonight? Good at times. I started a sophomore left tackle versus a five star defensive end, and uh, he actually did okay considering. Um, and uh, a couple times where he. He uh, just put his head down and whiffed, you know, and 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 he knew it right about right off the bat. Um, let's see, considering who we went against, I would say um, I'm proud of their. I'm proud of them. Um, they the, a lot of the things that they messed up on were just like uh, br- like mental errors, you yeah. know. It wasn't physically they held up okay, you know. Um, and they're gonna get so much better from that, you know. I mean we. Playing against somebody like that is going to make the game slow down to them, you know, and that's that's what we need right now. I mean, it's quite, you could pretty much say that's the best team we may see all season. Um, for sure, if not close we, to it. Until we get into the playoffs, yes, it's our best. It's the better than any team on our schedule. What are you looking for? Uh, what's the what's the thing you're saying to the guys to keep them together and make sure they're not going in that that deep dark hole of uh you know well, right. three and it's not going to get any better kind of thing i don't think they're there i really don't um i know i'm not there uh and, and i know they're not either um they're zero and three but if they were three and oh have I, you know i asked them tonight i said if you we were if we were three and oh would we have secured a, a playoff spot no sir well then okay that's really all we need to do you know and that that needs to be the number one goal um these first and i know I'm not a good loser, um, and it sucks. But at the end of the day, the first five ball games are to serve to get you prepared for district, and um, and I think that we've done that. I think we've gotten better each and every week, and um, and that's the goal. And they keep showing up, and they keep working hard, and they learn lessons from every loss, and um, and we hope to have all that shared up by the time we get in the district. Our goal next, the next two weeks, are to go two and out. Let's go two and zero going into district two straight wins. Take the momentum in and let's go get a playoff berth. That was so I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. We talked about on the broadcast. You know, it, it's not technically called it, but it's almost you would consider it the preseason. Correct. The games count, but it's getting you to where you need to be at those last five games. Um, Pascagoula, uh, we've seen him often. We were just in the district with him. What, what are you looking forward uh, with Coach Sims and those guys coming in? You know, uh, extremely athletic group, always, um, but not unlike any team that we've played so far. Um, I would say, uh, um, you know, defensively, um, they're fast. They got Parnell at linebacker. Um, I've seen several other guys, though, that look really, really good. Um, 
And uh, and then on the defensive line, of course, they have several guys um, that can play football. I haven't really looked at them in depth. I was focused more on Picayune, but I have seen them play this year. Um, I know that it's a typical Pasigula team. They're not down. They're they're up. Um, and Coach Sims always does a really good job of getting those guys prepared and ready to play. Given the fact that we came back on them last year, we're not going to catch them <laughs> yeah. by surprise this year. So yeah. they're going to they're going to come out ready, and so are we. So I expect a good ball game. But also, our guys know they can beat them, so they're not scared. You know, so we're going we're going to go out there and give them our best shot. So, all right, thank you. Uh, we're going to go away from Football. this area for right now. Right. Uh, what do you what games you going to watch tomorrow in the college slate? You got one circle that you want to watch in particular. Uh, definitely the Mississippi State game. I want to. I always try to catch a little bit of Jaden. Try to catch a little bit of Justin. I think Minnesota's playing. Uh, Mississippi State's playing Arizona, and, Miss, and Minnesota's playing. Yeah, I want to say Mississippi State's at like six o'clock tomorrow night. Yes, and and Minnesota's what? Who they playing? I don't know who they're playing. But that. But I always try to catch some of those. Um, on, other than that, um, we gotta gotta catch some Colorado, right? I mean, they're the, they're. They're a hot thing going right now. Yes, They're playing yes. Nebraska, right? Yes. And that's always a good game. That's classic is rivalry. He, everybody's – is he for real? Is it for real? Was it a fluke? Yep. So we're going to find out week two. That is uh, – and it, it's as riveting as, as I thought it would be as Coach Prime at, at Colorado. But what's the big matchup? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Seminole, so I'm watching, I, I want to watch them play Southern Miss at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Yikes. So uh, – is it but, Texas and but Alabama? Yeah, we also we got a game at Perk tomorrow. You know, the game got rained oh, out, so lightning out. Yep. So we're playing right. tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock against Northwest. Okay. Good. So, and I'm, my youngest son's got his first ball game. Don't forget about that. That's going to be a big one. Big matchup. What Warriors. teams are you on? What te- oh. do, they, do they have the teams like we, yeah. when we were younger? No. It's, it's uh, just it's, black, just, it's cut by colors, right? It's just uh, the, the, nine, the eight and nine year olds. Okay. Ten you. Is it ten you? Ten you, nine and ten. So. What's it going to do, Aiden? How's it going to do tomorrow? All right. Ball out. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Uh, appreciate you. Yes, sir. I know you're I know you're feeling good with Florida State, that big win. That was a yeah. really nice win to start. And uh, yeah. I was I, my expectation level was here, and that's beyond that now mm. after how that first game yeah, went. Well, don't, don't let Southern Miss come in and, <laughs> and rip it out. Yeah, I don't want the buzzards to take me down. That'd be tough. <laughs> so... Appreciate you, Tom. Coach, uh, looking forward to talking to you again next Friday night after this basketball game. I hope it's after a win. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, no problem. All right, man. Let me talk to you. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Let's let's preview the Pascal Panthers. Uh, Pascal will be coming to Warrior Stadium this Friday night. The Panthers come rolling in with a 3-0 record after two convincing wins versus Moss Point and East Central. And then they had that one-point victory again, the Singer River Classic, this this Friday night against Gaucher. He's on fire! Coach Lewis Simmons will have the Panthers ready to go and be looking to get the 4-0, much to the dismay of Warrior Nation. Panthers come into the game with a returning QB, which is huge early in the season, and, and plenty of playmakers and athletes all over the field. Warriors will have to continue to improve to win the ball game and get rid of the offer. And Warriors need to tackle better. And I want to emphasize tackle. That's all capital letters. T-A-C-K-L-E. Better. 
Yeah, it got the tackling was somewhat better versus Picayune, but there's still plenty of room for improvement. Have to complete passes. You know, I believe if we complete passes, that it will open up the running game, open up room for the running game. You know, Picayune had a, I mean, there was at times Picayune had a 10-man box, you know, or at least 10 guys within, you know, 8 to 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. That'll be huge going in later into the season, you know. If we could complete a few passes, open it up a little bit, that'll do nothing but help the Warrior offense. Uh, but if we're going to pass, that means we got to we got better. We got to have a little bit better pass blocking, and we got to pick up those blitzes. Of course, I think the Picayune game was a little bit different, just because they were sending guys right and left. They were sending more than we could block. But uh, overall, oh, I felt a sneeze coming on. Sorry, guys. Uh, overall, we just need to improve, you know, with on everything. Just uh, it just needs to continue to get better. I don't want to say it's it's not bad. Let me rephrase that. It's not bad. Just need to continue to get better and better and better. Um, I do want to bring something up that needs to be said. And uh, I've been watching Warrior football for around thirty-five years. Now, what I'm about to talk about, I haven't witnessed my, you know, firsthand, but I know how some of the fans get to be and how some of them are. And, uh, you know, there's tough seasons. You have seasons where you underperform. You have seasons that you do a lot better than you expected, you know, and then the odds championship seasons. But uh, I'm going to use a line from from a coach that I've – I admire and I appreciate that's Coach Steve Campbell and uh, football season is not always ice cream and puppy dogs and what I mean by that is it's not always going to go the way you want or expect sometimes there are factors beyond your knowledge that may impact how the young team is adjusting you know how the war how the season goes it may be dictated by things you not don't realize you know with that being said, you got to support the team. You got to support the coaching staff. The young team is going to be adjusting to varsity action. Varsity action is extremely different from, you know, JV action, ninth grade, seventh and eighth grade. It's to it's totally different. You know, some folks can agree can understand what I'm saying. You know, there's folks that haven't played varsity football. You know, that's a limited group. It's a lot more limited than you may realize. But they have a lot of young guys playing on this team and a lot of kids that who have not had starting opportunities. So it just takes time to make adjustments and takes time to get used to it. Um, it's a big, big difference. And with that being said, I'm going to use a line from the great A.A. Ron Rogers. He made a line, and I'm going to add a few little bit to it. He says, five letters here just for everybody out there in warrior land. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Like Frankie said, you need to relax, okay? And with that being said, if anybody else has anything to say, maybe it's Pac-Man Jones. What's happening, partner? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So... I'll see you Friday night, D'Arville versus Pascagoula.
Warriors Stadium, September the 15th, 7 p.m. Be there or be square. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and, and catching up with the post-game show here with the Iowa Warriors. Uh, we'll see you Friday night at Warriors Stadium. Thank you, guys.